Oh, oh, oh. 
Six minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Are you guys ready? The Yeshiva Boys Choir!
Mordechai Ben David, Mati Steinmetz from the sheer double CD with Viserov here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Maccabees with the brand new single entitled Home. It is an, a great video and a, a wonderful combination of songs dealing with uh, being home. Yaniv Ben Mashiach had Toda Al Hakol, that's brand new, Yeshiva Boys with Adon Alum, Freeway done by Gershon Verobo off the Yes Legacy, Eitan Katz with Ani Mamin, I felt it was important that we start this uh, first day of school for a lot of people, I know some people are still not in school today, but I wanted to start the first day of school with Ani Mamin, felt it was uh, important to kick off with one of the basic tenets of our faith. As we embark on a brand new year. Uh, by the way, speaking of Eitan Katz, tonight, this is an event I would very much like to be at. I don't know if I'll be able to. I'd really love to be there tonight. Shlomo and Eitan Katz are together tonight at the Kalbach Shul. Concert starts 730 at 305 West 79th Street. And... Um, that should be exciting. Shlomo and Eitan Katz together, Upper West Side tonight, 7.30. That's a good event to be at. 
and I don't run to go to every Jewish music event. I run to go to some of them, and this would be on the list of those that I would actually run to. Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up. 73 degrees, 67% humidity, winds in north, 4 miles per hour. Partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 88. Then tonight, mostly clear, low 68. Sunny for tomorrow, high of 85 degrees. Yerushalayim at 88, Tel Aviv at 86, Haifa at 84, and a lot at 97 degrees. Woo! My kind of weather. Uh, right now we're at 73 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM and AM. No, yesterday was not my kind of weather um, because it was not uh, dry enough. Were you caught in the uh, high heat and humidity of yesterday somewhere? Boy, oh boy. Rough at certain points during the day. Yeah, I like the dry, really hot weather. Uh, those of you who are regular listeners know about that. 22 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning. Lots of folks starting school today. Make sure you have your NSN app tuned into us all through the morning here at JM and the AM. Good luck to everybody who has their first full day today. Good luck to uh, everybody who has their first full day tomorrow. Good luck to everybody who has their first full day on Monday. And good luck to everybody who has had their first full day already. I think we covered all the bases there. <laughs> uh, staggered start in the Jewish world. For the brand new school year, as we get closer and closer to the brand new year of 5775, Rosh Hashanah, believe it or not, three weeks from tonight, three weeks from tonight, we'll have our Elul Shofar blowing later on. And the big news, those of you who follow us on Facebook, the uh, update page simply entitled Nahum Siegel Network, or on Twitter, the feed simply entitled at Nahum Siegel Net, if you follow us, you know that later on this morning, we're going to be speaking with Yaakov Shweki. Yaakov Shweki had a pretty amazing concert in Kesaria very recently. And we will speak with him about that coming up. Also, L.E.Y. Katz is going to join us from Teaneck. Big event coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that and plenty more if you keep it right here. It's 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. I believe this song made it back into the uh, NSN Top 9 at 9 last night. You'll find out for sure today at 9 a.m. Eastern Time when we replay last night's 9 at 9, brilliantly hosted by Yussi Zweig. Lenny Solomon at JM in the AM. Manim Kashim, Ha'am Biyachad, Kula Muchanim, Ha'am Euchad, Sahal Israel, Israel, 
the AM. Lenny Solomon, Am Yisrael Anetzach. Talk about a song that was uh, a key musical component to the summer of 2014. A lot of amazing songs that came out of this war. That's an important one. JM and the AM. Well, the uh, Foreign Ministry of Israel has revealed, according to the Jerusalem Post, that um, Stephen Sotloff, the Jewish-American journalist who was beheaded by Islamic State terrorists, had Israeli citizenship as well as United States citizenship. Yeah, you heard right. He was beheaded by Islamic State terrorists. You know that last night I was watching one of the national network newscasts, and for the first time, I, I, I saw a national network news figure, a news anchor, allude to the same thing in the same way that we've been alluding to for God knows how long, and that is how the the world is on fire at the moment with a tremendous number of hotspots, and I don't mean Wi-Fi hotspots, and... Um, he actually said, the anchor actually used the words that radical Islam is responsible for most of them. And this practice of beheading anybody, but in this case journalists, is just, it's so hard to fathom and it's so amazing to me that there's not a crazier or more intense reaction from world leaders. Anyway, on the story of him being an Israeli citizen, Sotloff grew up in Miami, son of Arthur and Shirley, worked for the Temple Betham Day School in Florida, according to the synagogue website. He worked in the past for both the Media Line and the Jerusalem Report, filing his last dispatch for the report from Syria about a year ago, shortly before he was taken hostage. Lived in Israel for a short period, played for the Ranana Rugby Club, both the U.S. and U.K. said Wednesday the video purporting to show an Islamic State terrorist beheading Sotloff in reprisal for U.S. airstrikes in Iraq is authentic. Caitlin Hayden, National Security Council spokesperson, said the U.S. intelligence community has analyzed the recently released video showing U.S. citizen Stephen Sotloff and has reached the judgment that it is authentic. Britain's Foreign Secretary also told reporters that a preliminary government analysis showed the video released late on Tuesday was genuine. Sotloff, 31 years old, was allegedly murdered by the same masked man shown killing James Foley in a video released to the world August 19th. In the video, the masked man said, I'm back, Obama, and I'm back because of your arrogant foreign policy toward the Islamic State. Imagery in the video capturing Sotloff's fate is similar to that featured in the Foley video. The journalist dressed in orange prison wear on his knees in a desert somewhere along the faded border of Iraq and Syria. Declining to call the beheading an act of war, a State Department spokeswoman characterized the reported killing as a horrific terrorist act against the United States. So this is, uh, this is outrageous. And I don't know if Israel is going to react any differently now that we know that he's, uh, now that it's public that he's an Israeli, that he was an Israeli citizen. Uh, but if you've uh, been out of touch for the last day, yet another journalist has been beheaded. Yeah, you heard right. Has been beheaded by an Islamic State terrorist. In this case, it's Stephen Sotloff. 
J.M. and the A.M. at 13 minutes before 7 o'clock. Uh, L.E.Y. Katz is going to be joining us, as we said. It's an event going on in uh, Bergen County, which we'll talk about. Uh, Yaakov Shweki in hour number three this morning at J.M. and the A.M., our top nine at nine, counted down by Yossi Zwag, coming up at 9 a.m., and then Yossi conducts a Wednesday Z-Report live lunch coming up all on the stream at jmandtheam.org.
the AM. Psachia with Anil Dodi. You heard Shimmy Engel with Nigun Kalbach. And the great Rib Shlomo Kalbach himself, Luvo Ha'ovdim. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Galit's on the background. News from Israel coming up here at JM in the AM. Shlomo and Eitan Katz live at the Kalbach Shul tonight. That starts 7.30 on the Upper West Side on West 79th Street. Should be an amazing show. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JMNM. העיתונאי היהודי סטיבן סוטלוף שהוצא להורג בידי ארגון דאעש יחזיק גם באזרחות ישראלית, כך פורסם בצהריים. הוא עלה לארץ בשנת 2005 ולמד במרכז הבינתחומי בהרצליה. פליס פרייצן, נשיאת סוכנות הידיעות האמריקנית שבה עבד, סיפרה לחטפתנו אופרי אשל כי הודיעה לאביו של סוטלוף על מותו. to share that horrific news with uh, Art Sotloff. You know, you send your child out and know he's going to be covering stories in very difficult places, and he was very courageous in doing this. האב שמע שמועות, אך הוא לא ידע שזה מאומת, ואני זו שבישרתי לו את זה. סיפרה פרייצן והוסיפה, זה היה רגע קשה מאוד, אתה שולח את הילד שלך לסקר זירות מלחמה, והוא עשה זאת באומץ רב. הרעיון שודר בתוכניתנו עושים צהריים. מגיש הטלוויזיה והרדיו מני פאר, הלך היום לעולמו לאחר מאבק במחלת הסרטן. עורך התרבות, לירון זייד. נדמה היה תמיד שמני פאר עשה הכל בחייו. הוא שיחק בקולנוע, בחסמבה ונערי ההפקר למשל, ובתיאטרון, בתיאטרון בית לסין ובתיאטרון באר שבע, הגיש ברדיו את מימני מני, הנחה בטלוויזיה את סיבה למסיבה, ושעה טובה היה מרצה לתקשורת, מנחה טקסים מיתולוגי ובדרן מהשורה הראשונה. לפני חמישה חודשים הוא חשף בגילוי לב כי הוא נאבק במחלת הסרטן, ובעוד שלושה ימים אמור היה לחגוג את יום הולדתו ה-68. סיפר פאר על המחלה וההתמודדות. יש אנשים שעכשיו כועסים שאני אומר את זה. מה הוא אומר עם ידיים? למה הוא לא נלחץ? איפה הסרטן? איפה הסרטן? וכשבא בן אדם ומרים ידיים, זה מרגיז אותם. הם רוצים שהוא יילחם. שהם יילחמו. אני לא נלחם על כל גבעה. יש גבעות שלא צריך לכבוש. עוד שבוע חיים ביג דיל. הערב בשש נשדר בגלי צה"ל תוכנית מיוחדת לזכרו של פאר עם מולי שפירא ואפי בן אברהם. בדרך לעסקת ענק בשוק האנרגיה האזורי, ישראל תמכור לירדן גז טבעי בשווי מיליארדי דולרים. כתבנו אלדר גילרן. בשעות הקרובות צפויות החברות אלה קידוחים ונובל אנרג'י המחזיקות בזכויות על מאגר הגז לוויתן לחתום על עסקת הענק עם הרשויות בירדן. לפי ההסכם המתגבש, ירדן תרכוש גז מהמאגר בשווי 15 מיליארד דולרים למשך 15 שנה. בעסקה היו מעורבים נציגים מהממשלה ומארצות הברית, ואם תתממש, תהפוך ישראל ליצואנית הגז הראשית של ירדן. 
רוסיה מחשה את הסכם הפסקת האש עם אוקראינה, כתבתנו נועם דהן. דוברו של נשיא רוסיה פוטין צוטט בסוכנות הידיעות הרוסית כאומר, פוטין ונשיא אוקראינה פורשנקו דנו בצעדים שיתרמו לרגיעה בין צבא אוקראינה לבדלנים הפרו-רוסיים, אבל מוסקבה לא יכולה להסכים להפסקת אש כי היא אינה צד בעימות. מוקדם יותר היום הצהירו בקייב כי הצדדים הסכימו להפסקת אש רגעית בחבל דונבאס. התחזית עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, ולסיום יום הקולנוע הישראלי. ברחבי הארץ מוקרנים היום סרטים ישראלים במחיר של עשרה שקלים בלבד לכרטיס. בסינמה סיטי הוקרן הסרט גבעת חלפון אינה עונה בעותק דיגיטלי חדש, כשבאולם, שיקרא מעתה על שם ההגשש החיוור, היו 250 חיילים שלחמו במבצע צוק איתן. כולם על שנינו, כן? סוף סוף, סוף סוף קיבלנו בית. זה בגלל שהמע"מ על דירות הוא אפס. <laughs> אז זכינו לזה. יום בשנה שיום הקולנוע הישראלי זה יהיה חגיגה גדולה. אני בטוח שזה ישתרש ויהפוך לחלק מהתרבות. זה היה כמובן שייקל לוי מהגשש. את הקולות הביאה כתבתנו לי אמרם אילת. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. in the A.M. That's Yehuda Green, simply entitled Ruach here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, David Gabe opened up the hour with Rachem. Heard our news from Israel. And this story that continues to be one of uh, chilling details. <clears throat> the um, beheading, the murder, in a video seen around the world of the um, Jerusalem Report journalist Stephen Satloff, who now has been, uh, it has been confirmed, according to the Foreign Ministry of Israel, that he was a citizen of Israel. I don't know if that will um, alter the way that the world leadership is going to react to this beheading as compared to some of the others, but he is, in fact, a, a citizen of the state of Israel. J.M. in the A.M. at 17 minutes after 7 o'clock. Don't forget, we have amazing material on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. If you have a uh, an NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app, and I hope you do. If you don't, you can put it into your iPhone, uh, install it immediately, or your Android phone. If you have the app, you have the ability to comment on the show as it goes on, and on any of our shows as they go on. We see those comments generally. Um, looking at some of the comments from last night's 9 at 9, which will be replayed later on this morning, right after JM in the AM. Thank everybody who participated last evening. Yaakov Shweki is scheduled for later this morning. We will be speaking with Yaakov Shweki, who just recently completed what I was told was an absolutely amazing show in Kesaria in Israel. It just happened in August. And we will um, invite him to the airwaves in the 8 o'clock hour this morning right here at JM in the AM. Just reading this Ynet article, <laughs> it seems like the news from the uh, the winter storm that I was caught in in Jerusalem simply never stops. <clears throat> there is a Ynet article that I saw Yishai Fleischer posted um, about all the Jewish babies that are being born in Israel around this time, how the birth rate compared to a year ago in a place like um, Soroka Medical Center in Beersheba has increased by almost 200 babies. In Afula, 20 more babies than last year. In, um, in Svat, 20 more than last year during this month. And in general, the, uh, and in Kaplan Medical Center in Rehovot, 700 births in August compared to 500 last year. And of course, they're all attributing it to the big storm back in December. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting and, and somewhat humorous, um, but, um, also very hopeful. Very hopeful for those who want a baby boom in Israel. Uh, article that we, uh, that we saw on Ynet. I thank Yishai Fleischer for bringing it to our attention. 73 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 88. Clear skies tonight, low 68, and tomorrow's sunshine with a high temperature of 85 degrees. If it's your first day of school today, thanks for starting it off with us right here at JM in the AM. Wishing everybody a very successful school year of 5775.
Rosh Hashanah three weeks from tonight, believe it or not. And for many, today is, in fact, the very first day of school. So good luck to everybody, including those listening in around the world. And thanks for starting your morning with us right here at JM in the AM. Sie 
J.M. in the A.M., 28 minutes after the hour with the great Avramo, Avram Fried, and mind filling. Yaakov Shweki joins us 8.15 this morning here at J.M. in the A.M. That's coming up. Keep it here for that. A bit early for Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words, Zechonishmasar of Zebnebis of Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Elul. In the days of Rabbi Zera, the government issued a decree against the observance of mitzvahs. They also decreed that the Jewish people were not allowed to observe any fast days. Rabbi Zera instructed the people to promptly accept upon themselves a fast, and when the decree would be annulled, they would then observe the fast day. The intention was that in the merit of a Kabbalah, of accepting upon themselves a fast, it would be considered as if they had actually fasted. The people asked Rabbi Zera, how do you know this to be true? He quoted the Pesach in Daniel, and the Malach said to me, Don't be afraid, Daniel, because from the very first day that you set your heart to understand and to fast before Hashem, your tefillahs were accepted. Daniel had accepted upon himself 21 years of fasting because the king had halted the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash. Another example of the power of Kabbalah, making a resolution, is found in the Talmud and Brachos. Rav Huna had 400 barrels of wine. They all turned to vinegar. Rabbi Yehuda, who was the brother of Rabbi Salah Hasidah, and the other Chachomim came to see Rav Huna. Others say it was Rav Ada Barahava who came with the Chachomim. They said, let Rav Huna see what the reason is for this loss, as we are instructed by the Chachomim that in such situations one has to inspect their deeds. Rav Huna responded to them, Am I suspect in your eyes? They answered, And is Hashem suspect of punishing without the proper justice? Rav Huna then said, If there is anybody who heard something or knows something about me that I have to correct, let him come forward now and speak. They told Rav Huna, We heard that once the master did not give branches to the sharecropper. The ruling is that when the branches are pruned, the vines are shared equally between the owner and the sharecropper. Rav Huna then replied, The sharecropper took them all away from me. He took more than his share on a previous cutting. Therefore Rav Huna withheld the sharecropper's quota the next time. The Chachamim responded, Even if you steal from a thief, you will feel the taste of stealing. We learned that although Rav Huna's point was true, he was nevertheless forbidden to withhold the sharecropper's allotment. Rav Huna immediately said, I accept upon myself to give him the share of all the branches that are remaining. There are those who say that a great miracle occurred and the vinegar turned back to wine. Others say that the price of vinegar climbed and the merchandise was sold at the high price that was usually charged for wine. Such is the power of a Kabbalah, a good resolution. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
again, a song that has become <laughs> unbelievably hot on the uh, Jewish event scene. It's called Va'afilu. If you haven't heard it, you haven't been listening over the last couple of weeks. JM in the AM, L-E-Y Katz visiting us here on a Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. Ellie, of course, uh, one time the mayor of Teaneck, New Jersey, still serves in the government of uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, and is, uh, he and his wife are sponsoring uh, a first annual ELO lecture at the Young Israel of Teaneck this coming Saturday night, and it's part of a uh, fundraising effort that's being done in memory of uh, Rabbi Joseph Feinstein in um, in honor of the uh, Magain David Adom organization, L-E-Y Katz. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How nice to see you, sir. Thank you. Great to see you. How was your summer? Baruch Hashem. A lot of Bergen County residents heading to school for their first day today. today? Actually, my kid's first day is today as boy, well. Boy, oh boy. Yep. So that is that, huh? That's, that's the, the unofficial. Ed- that's the excitement. After dealing with all the different <laughs> summer busing issues with the different schools and you know all the phone calls and the emails, today is the day that everything gets instituted. Is everything uh, settled? Is everything... Uh, I'm sure, I'll be. Be get, I'm sure I'll be getting some phone calls over the next uh, couple of days uh, and some emails, you know, tweaking, I guess. That's typical for early September? It's typical, yes, as yeah. people get to see where their new stops are and uh, how many people are on the bus and how long it took for my kid to get to school, from school. Right. Can we change it? Can we move them? August traditionally is a very big moving month in this country. Are there more Bergen County Teaneck residents now, or no noticeable difference compared to last year? You know, I think there is the still a nice amount of burn. With us, it's not the quantity of Teaneck residents and Burn County residents, it's the quality. What a statement. Oh, that was good, huh? <laughs> that was good. And uh, do, does the um, Teaneck area continue to be one of the, if not the most important hub for Aliyah? out of this uh, area of the United States? Does it continue to be? Do you still notice a lot of people making commitments to head to Israel? Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you and I spoke earlier, uh, we both had the opportunity to be in Israel over the last couple of months, and uh, it really is wonderful, even with everything that went on over the last 8 to 10 weeks. Um, and uh, people are still going there. Uh, I was recently on vacation with a friend of mine, and she has a trip scheduled for her first time. She's in her 60s to be in Israel. Um, and I asked her if she still plans on going, and her words to me were absolutely yes. No, she must be a Bergen County person. Bergen County. They don't cancel when it comes to Israel. We're Bergen County strong. Thank God. Um, how did this association in memory, how did this event, which is in memory of your father-in-law, Rabbi Joseph Feinstein, whose yard site, whose 25th yard site, is being commemorated. How did this uh, combine with the work of Magain David Adom? So that's a very good question. First of all, I've never met my father-in-law. He's passed away 25 years ago. Uh, he was uh, a, a strong advocate and community leader in Los Angeles. Um, he's the one who originally costured the kitchen for Cedar Sinai Medical Center there. He's the one who put mezuzahs on every single door. Um, he was very active in uh, in Jewish life and um, in the Federation there. Um, but years ago, we donated some Sidurim, my wife and I, to my shul, and I probably get between two to five people a year that come up to me after they, I guess, daven in our shul with the sitter and say, I can't believe you're related to Rabbi Feinstein. He did this for me. He helped me do this. He, he, he brought me into the Jewish world. He brought me into, made me more religious. He, different people that, whose life he impacted. And 
I'm so stunned, I guess, to hear about an accomplish the accomplishments of an individual, even after 25 years, or I guess how they've impacted their their lives. So this person, this this uh, my father-in-law was obviously a very special person, um, based on what I hear. Um, he was also the largest blood donor for um, Cedar Sinai Medical Center. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had like uh, that's I saw a plaque when I went to visit Cedar Sinai, you know, uh, and and his name was on that plaque for one of the largest blood donors. And certainly Israel was a very close to his heart. Um, that's where he ended up being buried. Um, and uh, Magen David Adom, which many people do not know, actually handles 97% of all the blood supply in Israel and 100% of all the blood supply for the IDF in Israel. Uh, they do more than just responding to emergencies. And um, what other people may not know is that I was actually a volunteer for Magen David Adom when I went to Israel for my year. Uh, I used to uh, go once a week and uh, ride the ambulance in Yerushalayim. So I'm 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 not a stranger to the great work that Magen David Adom does. And I know we've encouraged, and this is good to mention before people travel for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot to Israel, I know we've encouraged people to actually give blood in Israel when they get there, to yeah. go to a Magen David Adom center and actually give blood. You know, throughout this uh, process, through, uh, the, throughout for the last eight to ten weeks through, with, through the war, Many people wanted to give to Israel, go to Israel, help Israel, donate to different causes, and that was wonderful and very helpful. Um, as as you'll hear from Eric Levis, who's the assistant director for press relations for Magen David Adom, right now is when they really, really need the help, Magen David Adom, because now is when we're trying to get back on our feet and and uh, replenish right. the supplies. Uh, it, they estimated that uh, Magen David Adom spent over two million shekel more than they normally do per day, every day of of uh, uh, Operation Protective Edge. All right, so let me get through the information for what's happening Saturday night, and then we'll bring Eric into the conversation. The Young Israel of Teaneck, uh they have their first annual ELO lecture, as you heard, it's sponsored by Ellie Y and Esther Katz in memory of uh, Esther's father, or by Joseph Feinstein, who's 25th yard site is being commemorated. It'll be a lecture and dessert reception, which will feature by Stephen Weil this coming Saturday night at 9.30. And this is uh, essentially getting ready for the new year because the topic is minefields, Rambam's analysis of the six spiritual roadblocks that preclude shuva. Rabbi Weil will address everybody starting at 9.30, followed by a dairy dessert reception. Admission is free. Everybody's invited. It's at the Young Israel of Teaneck. Uh, a great place in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, that happens on Saturday night. And I'm assuming that there will be some type of presentation about Magin David Adom at the event. Yeah, so we, we don't want to um, – we're, we're very fortunate to have Rabbi Stephen Weil come and, and give this lecture. Um, and uh, we were able to ask him for permission to give a 15- or 20-minute introduction about Magin David Adom and where the current status is, giving an update of uh, all the different work that they've done over the last couple of months specifically and where we are financially today and, and uh, the help that, and resources that uh, we need from the community. Um, so they, Magin David Adom will, will be there um, both a volunteer and one of the employees as well. All right, as you mentioned, Eric Levis is with us live via telephone, Director of Media Relations for um, uh, Magin David Adom. Eric, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks, Malcolm. Appreciate you having us. I guess the thing to uh, to ask, tongue in cheek, is how was your summer, huh? <laughs> not exactly, well, um, not exactly the easiest summer for you and your staff. 
No, it, it certainly was not. Um, you know, our, our hearts, our minds, our, our efforts were all very, very connected and linked to our colleagues over in Israel who were doing such an incredible job. And we're very grateful and, and fortunate that we had the positive response we did from the community in Bergen County and, of course, throughout the country. And the reason for that is I think people are starting to understand the value, the incredible value that, that MDA has for Israelis uh, in Israel. And the additional um, the additional knowledge of, of, of knowing that Magenda Vidadoman, again, most people don't know this still, um, but I think this last these last eight to ten weeks have, have helped push this forward. Most people don't know that, that MDA is not a government-financed or government-supported operation in, right. in Israel. People think of MDA as a massive uh, organization with, with reach and appeal throughout the country, and it does, and most people think, oh, it must be, it must be supported financially by the government. It's not, um, not for its operations. So the, the, the funding and the, the support and the reason why it's done and performed as well as it has over the last eight to ten weeks is in part uh, thanks to donors from all over the country, and especially uh, New Jersey and, and Bergen County. We should mention that hundreds of people, in addition to everything like David Adam does in a typical summer or a typically year-round, Hundreds of people were injured while running for bomb shelters. Hundreds were treated for shock. Uh, thousands of ambulances were needed 24-7 because of the situation. And this is all obviously in addition to what you go through in a regular summer. And aside from the emergency services, not that we could dismiss it so easily, and we wanted people to obviously support it financially, whether they do it this Saturday night or whatever form they use uh, to support MDA, uh, we should also mention that, um, as uh, as Ellie uh, uh, emphasized earlier, you are in charge. MDA is in charge of the entire blood bank of Israel, so to speak. And I can only imagine how important that was during these summer months. It was a very difficult time, especially for the blood services um, operations, that end of, of MDA's work. Let me put something into your into everyone's mind that is is pretty traumatic for Israelis, and it should be for us as well here. When the rockets and mortars, especially the rockets, were flying from Gaza, they were reaching central Israel, which meant that they were uh, very much targeting the National Blood Center, which is located at Tel Shomer Hospital outside of Tel Aviv. The facility at the National Blood Center um, is relatively old. It was built in the 80s, and it's not meant to accommodate Israel's growing population, it's not meant to, to uh, sustain natural disasters such as earthquakes, and it's certainly not uh, doesn't have the capacity or the capability to withstand rocket attacks. So what that meant over the last eight to ten weeks or so is that immediately when the rockets started reaching central Israel, the entire entire country's blood supply, think about that for a second, the entire nation's blood supply had to be moved to underground bomb shelters. That's a pretty... Psychologically, it's a pretty traumatic event, and yet still, MDA was working at full capacity, collecting blood, processing blood, distributing blood to the IDF on the front lines. This is a pretty incredible organization that's doing some pretty incredible things. Now, what that means in the future moving forward, and we've already launched a campaign, um, which hopefully we can talk about it at, at a later point, but there's a, a major effort now on, on American friends of McEnvy's Dome's behalf to build a new safe and secure national blood center that has an underground facility that is not just a shelter where 
where blood can be temporarily stored and processed. All right, talk about the psychological effect. What about the logistical effect? That must have been uh, quite an operation to get that whole thing done. I was just thinking about that. Thinking about I the refrigeration. You need yeah. refrigeration in, the, in these bomb shelters for the blood. It's um, it, it's a it's a massive undertaking, and you're not talking about a situation where you can bring down a few bags and keep them in a fridge. No, this is this is the nation's entire blood supply, and you have to be very sure that the conflict is over. You can't just move, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of, of blood units up and down um, kind of willy-nilly. Man. This has to be done in a very coordinated, logistically sound fashion, and it takes an organization like MDA with its level of sophisticated uh, operational expertise to be able to do that. Hey, Eric, we'll talk about Saturday night more in a second, but am I right that people who travel for the holidays to Israel could, in fact, participate by actually giving blood in Israel? Oh, it's, it's, it's massively encouraged, Nassim. There's no doubt about that. If you, if you are in Israel and you want to make an impact and you want to feel like you're part of something larger than yourself and, and really part of the fabric of the state of Israel, give blood. It's a very very uh, emotional experience, and people come away with it really feeling like they've contributed to the state. And that's uh, it, a very simple thing to, to do. They can come to our website and learn more about how to do that. Yeah, and as we like to say, it's a good Cholamoid activity. <laughs> All right, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night in Teaneck, New Jersey, the young Israel of Teaneck will be the place. The first annual ELO lecture is in memory of Rabbi Joseph Feinstein. The lecture and dessert reception will feature Rabbi Stephen Weil on the topic of the Rambam's analysis of the six spiritual roadblocks that preclude Shuva. It's the perfect lecture for the month of ELO, especially early in the month. Uh, the lecture will be followed promptly, will begin promptly rather at 9.30 and followed by the dairy dessert reception. Admission is free. Everyone's invited. There'll be a presentation by my Gain David Adom. Uh, do you want? I, I noticed here about people who who may want to send in donations. They could use. We that set up a website, uh, bergendonate.com. You can go online and uh, use your credit card. It goes to the Magen David Adom website, and there you can also learn additional information about how to get involved with uh, Magen David Adom, how to create your own uh, fund drive. Um, there's there's tabs on the top that will take you throughout the website, but it's bergendonate.com. And uh, you can send it to. Uh, I have my office address taking right now the uh, checks and donations. Uh, just just put- make them payable to American friends. Am I going to do that? Correct. All right. So that's 172 West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck. The zip is 07666. 172 West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck. All you have to do is make sure that the uh, uh, the check is made payable to AF. That's American Friends of MDA, and uh, Ellie Katz and his office will forward that. Appropriately for the young Israel of Teaneck, information about the lecture is on the website, right? Yes. Y i o t dot org. That's it. Pretty simple. That's that's yep. Y i o t dot org for Saturday night. Eric, uh, anything you want to add regarding what we should know about MDA? Well, I just wanted to mention that people may seem um, may, may think this is an overwhelming uh, adventure to try to start uh, help helping in any way. Of course, they can they can go to redstarforisrael.org and launch their own campaigns, but Ellie, Ellie is, has, is just leading the charge. There's a, there are a million ways people can help, and there are a lot of different ways people can set up their own campaigns to help donate and to help fundraise for this great organization. And again, just visiting redstarforisrael.org will get people on the right path, and Ellie has trailblazed uh, some, some, really innovative, uh, some really innovative projects here, and I think uh, we, we've got someone to really look up to at this point. You know, Bergen County and Teaneck especially are really connected to Israel, Eric. It could be a really nice Saturday night for MDA. We have 
an incredible response from the Teaneck region, from, from Bergen County, from northern New Jersey, New Jersey. Traditionally, this has been one of the strongest communities in the country, if not the strongest uh, community in the country for supporting Israel, for supporting NDA. We're very grateful, and we know that the community will, will respond in time. All right, everybody. It's a good time of year to give, that's for sure. Everybody can participate in the uh, lecture coming up, the ELO lecture, this Saturday night at the Young Israel of Teaneck, by Stephen Weil. That's in memory of Rabbi Joseph Feinstein, sponsored by Ellie and Esther Katz. And, of course, uh, you are encouraged, as you will be Saturday night, uh, to participate in this uh, MDA uh, campaign to make sure that my game, David Adom, can uh, get into the new year uh, with what they need to continue the amazing service they give the uh, people in Israel. And uh, we hope that in addition to giving funds, those of you who travel to Israel this time of year for Rosh Hashanah, for uh, Sukkot, uh, we'll set aside a few minutes to give blood at an MDA center in Israel when you have the opportunity. Uh, Eric Levis, I thank you. Best regards to our friends at Magin David Adom. Thank you very much, Nathan. We appreciate the time. L.E.Y. Katz, yes, Saturday night. Be there, Young Israel of Teaneck. Yes. My, you won't miss it, will you? My wife's already doing the shopping for all the wonderful food. <laughs> <laughs> she, she keeps turning to me and saying, what about this cake? What about this pastry? How does this plate look? So people will be happy with people the, with the want, results of the... Uh, whether it's you're there for the wonderful <laughs> speech by Rabbi Weil, or you're there to hear about the great work that Magen David Adom does, or you want to just taste some of the wonderful cakes and pastries that my wife put together... Uh, you know, obviously she's not making it herself because we have to have uh, store bought f- <laughs> for extra reasons in the shul. Um, but uh, that's just the shul policy. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yes. I don't think it'll affect the taste. Should no, be, no. Still, it should be some high quality stuff. High quality stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, I thank you. By the way, whose birthday is it? I got some memo yesterday, some email that someone from Chopsticks oh, was celebrating a birthday. Uh, one of our local. Well, first of all, yeah. you know, this has been a very. Uh, Powerful Teaneck resident week for birthdays. Let me hear. Joey Bodner. Oh, happy birthday, Joey. Um, Doug Sokoloff. Happy birthday, Doug. And uh, a fellow named Josh Zecher. Happy birthday, Josh. That was the name I saw. That was the name, Josh Zecher. And was we're yesterday. giving out what because of him? Free chicken wings and uh, free uh, free chicken wings and free uh, Oriental hot dogs. Now, why does he? Get these these you know massive free offers attached to his you name. You know, it's interesting. I actually spent the summer up at Vacation Village, yeah. and um, my birthday was July 16th. Right. And on Shabbos we have this little private kiddish um, with a, you know about a hundred something people. Right. And uh, in the middle of the kiddish, his father came out with a cake and embarrassed me, which I don't mind. I like it actually, uh, ah. with a cake and my happy birthday in front of everybody. So, so this is your little uh, you salvo. Know, I, yeah, I, I kind of had to pay him back a little bit, and you know, now his son, got, now everybody in the community, uh, you know, just about twelve thousand people got the email. There you go. Uh, found out about Josh Zecher's birthday, and he's a really special, he's a really wonderful uh, young man, and uh, I wish him a happy birthday. Today's his birthday. All right, now I understand the whole thing. Ellie, thank you, and Shana Tova to you. No. Thank you very much. Good luck to really you. Appreciate it. A hundred percent. Good luck to you and to everybody heading out there on Saturday night for the wonderful lecture and uh, our best of luck to Magin David Adom as they continue this campaign. More coming up. It's Wednesday at JM in the AM. Reminder: Yaakov Shweki in the eight o'clock hour this morning.
Mizamrim Choir wraps up the hour for us here at JM in the AM. That's Mia Deer off of their brand new CD. Eight o'clock in the morning, Yaakov Shweki expected in the next few minutes. All coming up at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. <laughs> Yeah. 
p.m. in the a.m. There we go. Uh, Pray, Don Michal Brzezanski. Good tune. Yaakov Shweki, a few minutes from now, coming up here at JM in the AM. Saw the big Israeli concert news. Yeah, this time I'm talking about the uh, Beach Boys. They're getting to Israel November. Chavtet in November. If you want to celebrate Chavtet in November in Israel. Anybody out there know what Chavtet in November is? Uh, the Beach Boys are going to be at the Nokia Center. 390 shekel per ticket. 390 shekel per ticket. I have to start begging Ken Friedman, our general manager, that I must go cover that concert. <laughs> Maybe he'll come along. The Beach Boys coming to Israel. They are not caving into the uh, anti-Israel movement. Thank God. Call like a vote to the Beach Boys. Oh, Lenny must have a Beach Boys song, right? Oh, he's got to have one. I got to think of this. Schlockrock has to have a Beach Boys song. We've got to do that before 9 o'clock in commemoration of that big event. Simcha Liner had Me, Me, Me. You heard the Mazamrim Choir to open up the hour. It's Wednesday at JM in the AM at 10 minutes after 8 o'clock. Tonight, Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz are together at the Kalbach Shul beginning at 7.30. That is an event I'd like to be at. How cool is that? 7.30 tonight for both the um, Katz brothers, Shlomo and Eitan. Pretty remarkable, I must say. I want to thank Rabbi Kanelsky, who was here yesterday. Bris Avram dinner honoring Rabbi Lau. Should be an amazing event coming up a week from Sunday here in New Jersey. Information, Bris Avram at 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770. Tal Tours and Arevut are sponsoring community fairs supporting southern Israel. These fairs will be selling jewelry, chocolate, kitchenware, art, toys, kippot, Judaica, and more from vendors from Israel's most affected communities. On Sunday, this coming Sunday, they'll be at Lincoln Square Synagogue starting at noon. Monday, at the Solomon Schechter Lower School in White Plains starting at 6 p.m. Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, at Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck starting at 5 p.m., Wednesday, a week from today, at the Staten Island JCC, starting at 5 p.m. Thursday, September the 11th, at the Hank Early Childhood Center on Hempstead Avenue. Sunday, September the 14th, at the Hafter Middle School in Lawrence. And Monday, September the 15th, at the Kingsway Jewish Center. So community fairs to support Southern Israel are coming to your neighborhood. Check them out. I saw a whole bunch of movement uh, with this event on uh, Facebook, so chances are you'll see the Flyer at some point, check it out, and head to your local community fair to support vendors from southern Israel. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
don't even know if uh, Yaakov Shweki himself realized how big this uh, CD, including that song, Eight Recode, would be uh, off the Kolod CD, of course. Yaakov Shweki, when we heard yesterday the whole story uh, about the um, first the cancellation, then the reinstatement of the big show in Kesaria during the summer of 2014, I asked if he could come on and just discuss this, uh, what must have been a, just a an emotional roller coaster for everybody involved, and obviously a really successful show that the fans absolutely loved back on the 19th of August. Yaakov Shweki, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning to all the listeners. Good morning. Great to speak with you. So on the 19th of August, originally, it was scheduled that you would be at Kesarya. You've been there before. We know that these are mammoth concerts with incredible sound, lighting, orchestras. Always something significant happens in the, you know, in, in terms of a Jewish music history. Always something significant happens on stage there at Kesarya. And then you were told, or you were advised at least, that the event should be canceled, right? Yeah, I mean, Nachum, I gotta tell you, it's one of the most emotional roller coasters I've ever had um, in this uh, in this journey of mine. That's uh, almost 15 years old. Um, we we all know the situation that Amisol was facing, and uh, I remember just sitting there and listening to to my Rosh Kollel speaking and saying that each one has to use his talent to unite Amisol. Each one has to use what he has or what she has to really give back. And, to, and if anybody could afford to go to Israel and show show uh, unity and show you know even just you know go learn there whatever you're doing you know to, to just to be a part of Am Yisrael and to go there and really and whoever can't obviously prays and does this thing from America he was talking about this and I said to myself you know what no matter what we have to do something and uh, it actually you're right it was canceled it was canceled only because of security reasons and and the it's not so simple. Uh, when we do something, uh, especially I always do something also when, when I do it with, in Israel, we invite soldiers to come. Right. And uh, I wanted to do it that way also, and the security said for sure not, even for, for people, and, and the, everybody knows the situation. And then afterwards they said it's still possible maybe to, 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 to do it because there was a ceasefire. And uh, and we were back and forth on it, and we said, you know what? We called up and we said that ten days before, and it's a tribute to uh, my managers, Sharon Daniel and Yochi Briskman over here, and all the people that Yodi Zoller, all the people that really said, you know what? We'll go into it no matter what, no matter what happens. And it was a, it was a big chance to take, but yet, you know, it was Nachum. I got to tell you, I could sit here all day long and tell you of. Great, great accomplishments and concerts that we've done around the world. This was one I could say that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Wow, yeah. unbelievable! Yaakov, yeah, Yaakov, Yaakov, Yaakov is with us. So that was that ended up being a Tuesday night, and you told me off the air that that night actually the ceasefire ended. The enemy decided to uh, to launch some rockets that evening. Yeah, the enemy that we're talking about is, is an enemy that doesn't keep their word ever. So the ceasefire was really officially supposed to be till 12 o'clock, and that's why the security over there said that you can do it um, that day. Um, and we, we said, okay, we're okay. And at 7 o'clock already, well, as people started you know, pouring into Kisaria, security actually called over my managers there and, and told them, you know, we might have to, in the middle of the show, to get everybody on the floor. Um, and, and do the procedures, you know, the protocol of what they have to do when missiles start uh you know, even nearby. So it was a very nervous time. It was, but but I think it's because because of that, Nahum, 
the soldiers that were there, uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands, probably a thousand, I don't remember how many. Actually, a lot of them came on stage with their guns and singing, Am Yisrael lo lefachet, Hashem elokecha olech itcha. How they were singing and, and, and just raising Israeli flags. And, and, you know, many people from, not to, no matter who it was, was just so united. And that was the, the theme of the night, Nahum. The reason why it was something I remember, I'll never forget, there was a, a, a speaker there, a woman who lost two sons in the Israeli army. And she says, you know, I lost two boys. I, I don't know what grave to go to first, but I can tell you, you know, this was not her exact words, but this was the the theme, is that we have to be united. We are, we're, we're the smallest nation, yet the most powerful. But yet we have to, you know, have the divisiveness really stripped from us, because we had, it's night like these that I look around and see, you know, no matter what background you're from, whether you're very from, Baruch Hashem, you're Zohar to be from, Zohar to be learning, or you're, you're, you're totally, uh, you know, grow, you didn't grow up with that. No matter what, we're all Jewish and we all have a soul. And we're oh. all brothers and sisters. And no it's not like these that I, uh, you know. Yeah, no question we felt that type of unity this summer, and I'm sure there you felt it even more. You know, you, you've, per, as you alluded to, there are always soldiers at the concerts and, uh, you know, the one from, I guess at this point it's about a year and a half ago, the one you did where you actually dedicated a Mishaberach for Tzahal was incredible, and the soldiers participated in that, and everyone loves the visual and the audio from that concert. But with all of that, with all the times you've performed for the troops, and they've joined you, whether on stage or in the audience, this had to have been a completely different experience with them. What was it like for you as they, you know, did what they always do, as they swayed and sung to your songs while all this was going on? That, Nachum, that's why I say it forever will be remembered in my mind, because I, we did the Misha actually with the second song of the night right away, and soldiers were on with me, and we were all crying to the, to the words, Hashem Yishmov, Hashem should, you know, these guys, Nachum, and you know this, they're 18 and 19 years old, young kids. Yep. I went to the hospital, actually, to see the injured soldiers and took them out of the hospital, whoever the doctors permitted to tell Hashomer. To, to come with their families, and thanks to all the sponsors, of course, that we're putting out a clip, actually, of Misha Baruch, just uh, some pictures just uh, of, of what happened there in the next day or two. So people just can see some memories, but it just to, to take them out and to see them, even some of them in wheelchairs, some of the, and some of them on stage in uniform, singing the Misha Baruch and swaying to it, like you said, to me, uh, how could you not shed a tear? Yeah. How could you not? Uh, it was just an unbelievable night, and the emotions were, were just high. It must be interesting when you're visiting soldiers who are looking at you with awe, and you're doing the exact same thing to them. You know, you're looking at them. Yeah, you know, the soldiers <laughs> looked at me and said, "Wow, I can't believe you came." And I looked back <laughs> and I said to them, "I said, are you kidding me?" I said, "Yeah, you guys, you don't know how unbelievable you are." You, you guys are 18 and 19 with your whole life in front of you. And you're ready to take a bullet for us. You're ready to do anything for us. How could you not, how could I not, I'm speaking for myself, how could I not come to you and just sing you a couple songs? What is it for me to come and just do this for you guys? It's my honor and my, and they would just shed a tear just thinking, you should know, and everybody should know that whoever goes there and just shows just, just, just to have cars itself just says thank you. Just uh, has some gratitude uh, for what they do. Whether you agree with the politics or not, we don't get into that. That's not what I'm there for. I'm there for just to say thank you and to show love. 
and it, it was just you know that they they feel that way, and we feel that way as well. You're right. It's we. You know, I got a call Nachum also when I was there. Once they heard we did a Kasaria, actually to go to an intelligence corps, you know, for all the intelligence people. Right. Actually, Shimon Peres was there, and the the chief rabbis were there, and uh, also I thought to myself, you know what? They they, they might not know. Not everybody might not know Bisha Amda and Imashka. I'm telling you, as soon Nachum, as soon as I started singing, <laughs> the whole place. The whole place, in some uh, place, you know, undisclosed location where the address wasn't even on the navigation. You know, they're all raising their hand and singing HaKadosh Baruch Hu Matzilenu Miyadam. It was just a Kiddush Hashem, the, the, the fact that they all knew it. And they're all waving their hands and singing the songs. To me, there was no trip like it. Really no trip like it. Pretty amazing. Some of the songs you're singing are becoming uh, modern anthems for modern Jewish history. It's pretty incredible. Yaakov Shweki is with us. Live via telephone. I hate to ask you about the logistics of certain things, but you know my curiosities. Is this Kesaria concert one that we're going to see? Will there be videos? Will there be a release where we'll be able to uh, actually enjoy some of the magic that you had that evening? Many people ask me that, and I, I say with sadness that it was so so last minute and so hard to um, get the. You know, when we do a video, Nachum, and you know this, uh, I've told you this in the past. Uh, we don't just take two cameras and have them show up and, mm-hmm. and just, uh, you know, we have to have a, you know, in the Nokia Stadium, for instance, there was 16 or 19 cameras at the end, and they right. all have to be um, in order. There's an editing truck. There's, everything was done correctly, and it's very time-consuming. And we cannot do it this time because I wish nothing we would have done it anyway. I don't think it would have been possible, and that's why we didn't do it at the end. The only thing we're going to do is in the next day or two, maybe today or tomorrow, over the next couple of days, we'll put out the Misha Berach with some pictures of memories of just uh, a little bit of what happened there. We're actually working on also in the next, uh, in the next, uh, hopefully five, six days to put out the Ed's record that you were just playing, um, an official video on that song also. So Very nice. have some stuff being put out. All right, we look forward to that. And I, you know, I've never joined you in Kesaria, but I keep reassuring Yochi Briskman that once, uh, that one time I will, Bezrat Hashem. Um, what is it about that place? I mean, you've been, you know, even in Israel, you've been in plenty of big arenas and obviously plenty of concert venues, but it seems to those who are casual observers from far away that there's something about that location that makes you, I don't know, it just, it, it, it injects you with something extra special the evenings you're there. I gotta tell you, I know sometimes you just don't know what it is, but it's just the place itself. And I tell people this all the time, and I said in the interviews before, is that, you know, you can go to the Beacon Theater, which we've done, the, the Carnegie Halls and the Lincoln Centers in New York, and they're all great. They're all beautiful. To me, Casaria has a, something just magical. It's all stone seating. It's in a location where it says in the Gemara, the Rebbe Kiva was the one to do the Kiddush Hashem, the most, one of the most famous Kiddush Hashems where he died in, in, right nearby there. Uh, there's a certain aura to the feeling of the place that just you don't have anywhere else. The acoustics, the natural acoustics, the stone, and just the place. It's just, I, I don't know what it is. Nachum, I wish you would have came to experience it because you would have maybe used better words than I'm using. <laughs> That's your business. But um, I don't know how to put it into words because it's just an aura and a feeling that I don't get anywhere else. I don't know why. Yaakov Shweki is with us. You know, I, I, I was told yesterday that, um, you're going to be traveling again, obviously. I mean, this is, we're, we're assuming that it's going to be another very busy concert season for you. It will include some major cities in Europe. 
As you look at what's happening in Europe, do you have, I don't know, any trepidation or any significant thoughts about security when you think about some of the places you've been to and that you're going to be revisiting in the next few months? Well, it definitely crossed my mind, but I, what does always the, 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 the main thing that I think about is, is first of all, I, I'm not, the, I'm not the nervous type to get nervous for myself. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not, but, but at the same time, I don't take chances. You know, we have, right. We have also great, great security all the time in Europe, especially even in the last couple of years where we've had, you know, bomb sniffing dogs and all the security that has to be. So they know the place is secure. You know, and I, I, I look at it this way now, that in, in this time, they, the Jews over there that are there needed a lot more. Oh, yeah. When I heard you're heading to London and Paris in the next few months, I was I was very happy to hear it. Believe me, people need chizuk in places like that. They really, and they, they all tell us afterwards how much it means to them. If you imagine now, even with the heightened, you know, situations that is going around, I'm not, I'm not, not afraid at all. But, but I, I am. It does cross your mind, right? You know, take maybe a little extra measures and not to, you know, go out at night without, uh, you know, any, you know, which just with the driver. You have to be a little more careful. But, but it, it's the hidden need chizuk wherever they are. And to me, music is, a, and you know this. Music has a way of just bringing all different types together as one, and to have a feeling that you know you're 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 happy to be Jewish. So it's so happy at the same time. You know, this is a time to show unity and to really. Uh, I, I look forward to it. I really do. You know, not, uh, you know, you know. This is something that I saw in some of the reviews from the Kesaria concert that we were just talking about from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. it, it is amazing. Just how many people are, you know, again, as you described earlier, you know, their daily life may not be filled with Jewish ritual, but it's amazing how much Jewish music they know and how many of their songs you appreciate to the point where they're ready to come out to a concert and enjoy them live and in person. Yeah, I, I'm always amazed like that, especially in Israel, to see, you know, people in the intelligence corps and people all over, you know, Kassaria, half the place sometimes. You know, not not didn't grow up in the religious homes, and they come out and they really, you know, and a lot of them it changes them. But really, I, I, yeah. I hear stories all the time how just one night of a concert um, really got into their soul, and they really want to be, you know, more religious and more of this. And then, you, you know, we 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 well, it's something I'm very very proud of uh, is the fact that Jewish music can really, if you do it right, you show them that concerts could be done right and, and professional and and. and Sound was just something. I'm telling you, my wife came with me, Nahum, and uh, she's a critic on sound over the years. <laughs> she sits there in the crowd. She told me, I cannot tell you. There is no richer sound than to hear the whole band in the right acoustical place. In the right, and that's, that, that's what you do. It goes into the soul. And you're right. All the people that didn't grow up, you know, like we did. You know, uh, it changes it changes their lives forever. No, no so. question about it. You know, I started this conversation by alluding to the success of the Kolot CD, and if Yochi Briskman was brave enough to come on the air, he'd probably just say, you know what? When you have great songs, you're going to have a very popular CD. <laughs> is, is there any additional secret why this one has uh, really taken the world by storm? You know what, Nahum, I hear this from everybody, and I, I, I can't stop listening to the CD myself. They all ask me what I listen to in the car, and it's, it's that CD still in, cause I didn't press eject yet in my car. <laughs> uh, the, the, it's such a, it's such an easy listening CD, meaning the, the arrangements, you know, everything uh, needs the Yad the in a music album. You need, obviously, like you said, the right material. 
Right. But at the same time, the arrangements and the mixes and the sound just has to have a certain... You know, we took brand new people again on this album, and it's a lot of times when you take brand new people, you don't know what's going to come out. But um, it, it really is one of the masterpieces to me um, that I've, I've heard from everybody. That there was, uh, The other night at a wedding, I just did a wedding Sunday night at the Brooklyn Marriott, and a lady came over to me and told me, listen, I recommended your CDs to all my friends. And I'm telling you, the, I never gotten feedback on a Jewish album, Jewish music CD, like I did on this album. Huh. I don't have words to say. She tells me that I don't have words to say how every song is better than the next. There's not one song that I skip. And I've heard this from many people, and it's something that, that uh, I'm very thankful for or humbled by it. And it's something that, you know, we always say, how are we going to match it? You know, it's very difficult. You know, these, these albums are, take a lot of Siyadat Shemaya and take a lot of work, and uh, that's how we, you know, we, we, we tell people. I thought of you when I was in Israel. I turned on the uh, t I turned on the TV and the Voice was on. And I I don't know if you know or not, but one of the stars of the Voice in Israel is Shlomi Shabbat. So I had a right. I had a chance right. I had a chance to actually see him and to enjoy his personality. Now I understand why you liked working with him. The man uh, again, limited background, but the man certainly I don't know. It seems like he has a real soul and he just has a nice friendliness about him. Very very friendly. Very also emotional, which I like. He he spills out his heart on stage, which is something that I, I really look at a performer. Uh, to, to, he really means what he says. He's not a, uh, he's not one of those phonies. You know, he really does it. He came to Nokia Stadium. He was crying tears as he walked off the stage, and he gave me a hug. He said, please, I want to be a part of something. I want to be a part of And that's when we made a pact, actually, after that Nokia Stadium concert. On stage, actually, he says, if you have a song in the future, I'd like to be a part of it. And he, he really was, was, uh, and he's not missing any work in Israel. He works very hard. You know, <laughs> he, has, he has a lot of uh, demand and a lot of this, but he, he, he saw a, 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 an emotion that he never had before. He told me, I never saw Kiddush Hashem like this in my life. And just remind me, who, who made this shidduch that he ended up in the Nokia Center with you? Well, we, we actually were looking for, you know, Sharon Daniel and Yochi were, were really searching, and myself were looking for somebody who, you know, who can really spill out his emotion on stage and something that we haven't done before. And we, we came across, I don't exactly know how, I think uh, Yochi also heard the song Enot Milvado and Sharon also heard about it. You know, there was a song about Hashem, about right. that was a big hit. Right. We said this guy really, really is, you know, his music is, is a lot of the songs are becoming religious, more religious. And it's something, you know, crossed our mind. We started pursuing it. And he really was a pleasure, pleasure to work with. He was somebody that, that really, and I was so proud for him to be on the Colote album, on the title track, because it really, really, and this, uh, this song, you know, we actually got to meet the three mothers of the three teenagers that got uh, kidnapped, my wife and I, uh, with Rabbi Lau, um, got to meet the, the parents. Really, there's no words to say for the pain that they have, you know, the, 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 the pain that they have. But one thing we did is we invited them to come and to be a part of the, the concert. And, and obviously they don't want to be in the public eye, so we didn't mention anything. But it just shows you that uh, somebody is really, that song was really, was one of the songs that was during the situation of one of the 18 days that the three boys were taking. If you look at the words and Think about the words, Kolota Notadim, Kolota Yeladim, Kolota Abudim, Kolota Imaot, the voices of the mothers, the voices of the lost ones. 
and it was really, really uh, um, appropriate for the situation, and they really played it a lot. And it just shows you, uh, you know, obviously, you don't look for these things to happen, God forbid, and you never uh, want to ever hear about those things, but when you could get a song that could just be a little bit of a, an inspiration, um, it's something that, that uh, you know, is amazing, I hope all the listeners appreciate all the different themes that you touched on during this conversation. What an amazing centerpiece to a very difficult summer, August 19th at Caesarea. Just unbelievable. Uh, Yaakov Shweki, continued success. Shana tova to you. Shana tova. And I can, tell, I can tell you on behalf of everybody, we're looking forward to even more material. I know, I, I know as you said earlier, it's not always a, it's not always a pleasant challenge trying to uh, top or trying to at least match what you've done in the past, but we look forward to it. That I can tell you. Oh, yeah. We are going to put out the Misha Berach and the Ed's records. Look out for that in the next uh, week or so, in the next couple of days. And uh, thank you for, Nachum, really, uh, you brought me back. You brought me back to the emotions of August 19th. <laughs> it's something that was unbelievable. Well, we heard the story and I, I'm sorry. No, it's just an amazing Kiddush Hashem. That's all I can say. Yeah, we heard the story, and I said I got to share this with my listeners because just uh, this connection to Israel that you uh, mentioned earlier, how strong it is right now. It's got to keep going. It's got to keep going throughout the entire new year in Bezrat Hashem forever. Yaakov uh, Kolakavod, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. There he is, Yaakov Shweki. He mentioned, and I mentioned, the Kolot selection with Shlomi Shabbat, and he, boy, he... He reminded us how appropriate these words were for the situation that started the entire situation, the uh, for the circumstances that started the entire situation this summer in Israel. It's Kolo, title track at JM in the AM.
In the AM, Kolot done by uh, Yaakov Shweki, Shlomi Shabbat. Great conversation. I want to thank Yaakov Shweki. Great conversation about the unbelievable summer in the state of Israel. Jam in the AM at 12 minutes before 9 o'clock. Uh, Shlomo Katz and Eitan Katz together tonight at the Kalbach Shul that happens at 7.30 p.m. on West 79th Street. Check it out. That's an event I'd like to be at. Don't know if I'll make it, but I'd love to be there. I want to thank uh, Rabbi Kanelsky. He was here yesterday on behalf of Bris Avram. Their big dinner is coming up a week from Sunday here in New Jersey, 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770 for information on that. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, well, I mentioned earlier that, uh, yeah, not all the news is grim. Some of the news is just awful. This uh, murder of uh, Stephen Sotloff, a Jewish-American journalist who has now been confirmed to be a citizen of the state of Israel. This is just, I don't know how the world leaders are going to react to all this. And I mentioned earlier that for the first time last night, I saw a network newscast that actually described the situation in the world right now as, uh, as uh, being on fire. In multiple places, and the majority of the of the fires that are 
going on around this globe are caused by radical Islam. And it was, I couldn't believe it was actually said by a network anchor at the beginning of the story about Sotloff. But anyway, there is good news. Um, there are people who are uh, standing defiantly against the boycott of the State of Israel. And you know that in the world of music, this has been a very, very uh, sensitive topic. There are those artists out there who are suggesting that other artists not go to Israel. And there are other artists out there who are doing just the opposite. And today we found out that on the 29th of November, the Beach Boys are going to be in Israel. That's right, at the Nokia Center on Haftet November. I may have a trip to Israel scheduled around that time. We're thinking of how to extend it all the way to the 29th. 390 shekel per ticket, by the way, to see the Beach Boys in Israel. Anyway, I mentioned that Lenny has to have a Beach Boys song from Schlockrock that we can play in honor of the uh, Beach Boys this morning. So here it is at JM in the AM. Well, they lived in many towns from Cordova to a place called Fez. But they settled in Cairo instead There it is. I have to start begging uh, uh, Ken Friedman to send me to Israel to cover the uh, to cover the big concert. Yeah, not Schlockrock. 
Although I wouldn't mind doing that. Uh, but we played that Schlockrock tune because the Beach Boys are coming to Israel on November the 29th. See if I can get Ken's attention and uh, start lobbying. JM and the AM, partly cloudy, high temperature of 88. Yeah, I don't know if the uh, I don't know if the team of uh, Simon and Dr. Joe would make a special journey to Israel for that. They have more important causes they're heading to Israel for. So I'm going to have to lobby Ken Friedman for this one. Let's see what he says. Uh, Aryeh Kunstler is next, and a reminder that at nine o'clock this morning, just minutes from now, a replay of last night's nine at nine, brilliantly put together by Yossi Zweig, that's coming up. Uh, all based on your votes, uh, 9 o'clock this morning, just a few minutes from now at jmnam.org. And, of course, a reminder, live lunch today, Yossi's Wags Z-Report live lunch between 11 and 1 o'clock on the stream at jmnam.org.
Shame in the AM with Arye Kunzler. <clears throat> Just for the record, and Ken Friedman has to agree with this, 99% of the time I make my own arrangements when it comes to travel to Israel. 99% of the time. This one time, I am publicly begging him to let me go cover the Beach Boys concert at the Nokia Center in Tel Aviv. In fact, Ken, we've spoken about going to Israel together many, many times. This might be the opportunity. You would give up a chance to see the Beach Boys on foreign soil? Come on. be amazing. Is Brian going to be there? Of course Brian's going to be there. <laughs> I'll say anything to get you to go. <laughs> Ken knows only one original member is going to be there. That saddens him. His nostalgic side is taking a hit because most of the group, most of the authentic group is not traveling to Israel. But we're still still very happy. We're happy that they're declaring their love for the state of Israel and the Jewish people by heading to Israel for the November 29th concert. Ken Friedman, odds that we'll be together in two seats, VIP seating at the Nokia Center in Tel Aviv, 0 to 100. Tell me the chances that we'll be there together on November the 29th, enjoying the Beach Boys. 49. 49! That's a good number! I got a real shot! I got a real chance of making this happen! I thought he was going to say zero and ruin my whole day. 49? Come on. I'm a member of the tribe. 49 to us means there's hope. Means there's great potential. Well, folks, you'll know the answer soon, certainly by the end of November. Certainly by Thanksgiving, you'll likely know. If things materialize, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmnam.org. I may have blown it. Ken Friedman is starting to reveal that if it was a schlock rock concert, he would have agreed to it. But because it's the Beach Boys, he may not be able to uh, pull the trigger on this one. I, sh- I should have gone with that approach. I should have gone with the whole schlock rock approach first. Begged Lenny to get together the group and play in Tel Aviv, maybe on the 28th. And then stuck around for the big concert the 29th. <laughs> I had a feeling I was going to blow this one. Um, plenty more coming up, including the 9 at 9 from last night being replayed next at jmandam.org. Yossi's Wag does the live lunch later on starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow.